Hello, everybody. Intro. For your goodness and your grace, the wonders of your ways, and the miracles you constantly amaze me with. Hi, it's us again. We're back, as they say. Tega and I are here for another mentoring moment with you. And thank you for all the response. We get so much great feedback from you guys, and it's really encouraging. And I love the fact that you're beginning to write in topics that you want us to address because we want to give you what you need and what you want to uh, grow and be empowered to be your best you. That's why we do what we do. So thank you for all the responses and thank you for writing in and giving us topics to discuss with you. So what are we talking about today? How to resolve conflicts. Okay. I guess kind of touched up talked about it in the last one so if you haven't listened to the last podcast listen to it we talked about rejection mm -hmm. but today we want to um talk about specifically how to resolve conflict okay um are you gonna pick one for me what do you mean what kind of conflict let's start with the bestseller relationship conflict okay but what about it? There are lots of different types of conflicts. I don't right? know. <laughs> conflicts. What type of conflicts are there? You brought up this topic. <laughs> I'm just trying to roll with it, my girl. Give me an example so I know what you're talking about. Uh, well, you can, I mean, there are lots of disagreements and conflicts you can have in a relationship. You can so have, how? you can have <clears throat> conflicts over money. You can have conflicts over sex. You can have conflicts over where you're going. You can, how you're spending the holidays. Family members, I mean, so so I'm asking, what conflict are we talking about in specific? Conflict about talking? sex, baby. No, we're not going to talk about sex today. You said you are giving me options. Okay, conflicts about always about sex. I don't understand why is it always about sex? Because that's what sex people want to hear. Sex is the less underutilized engagement out of everything, and everybody's so fascinated and wrapped up with that, like there's nothing else going on in life. Because on, shake yourself. Wake yourself. Huh. Anyway. You Did you get it out? I got it out. <laughs> okay, start again. Shh. We're talking about conflict, resolving conflict in mm -hmm. relationships. And in just in life, generally, how do you handle situation where um, there's... Um, there's a conflict of interest, a conflict of anything in, okay. in a situation. How do you... Uh... Well, there are some basic ground rules. Okay. The first key to solving conflict is making the other person feel heard. Number one to resolving conflict is making the other person feel heard. How do you do that? There's a difference between listening mm -hmm. and hearing. Mm -hmm. You know, we go through this all the time because I'm talking to her, you know, and her nose is buried in her phone. And I'm going, are you listening to me? And she's like, mm -hmm. and well, I'm like, I no. But see, I don't like that because if I'm that important to you, you're all in and you're focused on me. I feel valued when I get your full attention. But don't I drop my phone and then pay attention to you? But I was listening. But I've got to ask. That's the, that's the thing I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I don't feel heard. I feel as if I am another priority amongst other priorities. And there's something way more fascinating 
is going on on the phone. And even if you're able to repeat back to me what you said, I don't know if you really internalized it because there is listening and then there's active listening. And so you can actually hear and not hear. Okay. Can we, can we talk about how to resolve conflict? We are Did talking about to? how to resolve oh, conflict okay. right now. We're talking about oh, so that's a conflict? making the other person feel... Yeah, that's you a conflict. always feel... I always hear you every time. Even yeah. when you ask me, what did I say? Yeah. I tell you what she yeah, said. Yeah, but sometimes you don't listening. have feedback because it didn't go all the way in. <laughs> it didn't go all the way in. Okay? So, I, okay. So, back to the topic. <laughs> Thank this you. This is what happens around here. Um, Making the other person feel heard. Active listening. Mm -hmm. Which means that it's not about you. You're not compiling your answer to in your mind while they're talking. Mm -hmm. You are really literally hearing everything that they're saying. Mm -hmm. You are making them feel that it is important. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and then you are responding. And you are drawing them out more and more by digging deeper into what they said as opposed to what you think and what your response is. I think this the even the first one on basic ground rules of um, how to that one requires a lot of self mastery. Yes, it is. And it is discipline, maturity, mm -hmm. right? Yes, it requires that a lot because, <clears throat> and doesn't it? I mean, sometimes if you're if it's in the relationship, people like to address things, you know, differently. I just want to deal with it there and then and move on from it. But other people need time. So they'll tell you, give me time to um, process. process. I mean, what are you processing? Let's just strike this thing and move on with our life. Why are you? Why do you want to process? It's not all about you, Tata. That's what I'm saying. That it takes Same a lot of... I feel like this whole resolving conflict thing is just switching into, let's talk about Tega. No, but but when you but when you bring up things like that, they're they're worthy of addressing. See, I'm listening. So, <laughs> I, 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 when one is anxious to just deal with the topic and move on and move past it, no, it's not even about that. It just feels like this is hovering hovering over us, right? That is like, okay, can we can we talk about it and let's let this whatever it is, let it lift. So that we can find, so that we can start moving. If it's a relationship, well, when that a I person feels completely heard, is when they let go of something. So that's so. Until let me finish then, my point. So I had to learn that people need time mm -hmm. to process whatever it is they are processing. Yeah. So even in my anxiousness to say, "Oh, let's resolve this right now, right now, right now," I have to, I have to respect the other person's needs. Yeah. And um. Yes, needs. What's other one? I have to respect the other person's needs to go through whatever it is that they're, they're going through. And then I actually do find out that works better because if we had maybe resolved it at the time where I just wanted to resolve it, my point would just be, okay, whatever, move on. Da, 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 da. Right? She's mm -hmm. like, I am listening. I'm making you feel heard as you're talking. Yes. I'm really Go interested on. in what you have to say. Go on. You see, that's the thing. People that's want to know listen. that you're interested 
in what they're saying. But I think that even at the end of the day, if I think if maybe I want to resolve it now and move on, if the person calms down and maybe I'm out of whatever it is, it is it, it depends on the situation. But at the end of the day, the person comes back to say, "Oh, now let's address this, this, this." I'll just be like, "I I don't care anymore." So you address, you talk. But I now explain. it's like about you again. No, no, you address, you talk, and then I explain if it's something that I did that made the other person uncomfortable, whatever. And then they are saying this, and I'm like, "Oh, but that wasn't my intention to." That, that I am. So what I mean is, I'm in a more. Um, Relaxed. Calm, relaxed state of mind to address the thing because I really I am out of you've it. released it. Yeah, I, I I cannot keep a grudge. Well, I can if I want. You're to. happy, sanguine. Yeah, but I short don't, attention span. Yeah, it's it's mm -hmm. too much work to hold on to. Even if I try to, if I don't let it go and I don't say anything, it will come out in my in my very much so. And half of the time, it's not my intention. I'm like, okay, we're choosing our battles. What do we want to address? What don't we want to address? Okay, this is not important to address. Just let it go. But somehow, somewhere, it's like it just comes out in my... It's because you're carrying it. It's still inside of you. So that is what comes out. I'm like, I'm not addressing it. it doesn't you might intellectually feel that you've divorced yourself. But you're still in your feelings in that. And so... It, See, it, now I'm not reacting with my feelings. Ah, but you are. Ah, you no, I'm not. That. I didn't say it. It's just, you know that meme that says, even if I don't say anything, my face doesn't talking. So you're still in your feelings. Mm, maybe not. That's the issue. That you're in denial I, now. No. It's, no, seriously. As long as it's on your face, then it's inside of you. Maybe. If it's nothing but I there, don't want nothing's to on your though. face. I don't, want, I don't want to have to talk right, about it. Right, but then say that. Don't say that you're over it. You're not ready to address it. No, That's not ready. I don't want to ever address it. You don't it. want to address yeah, it. So that is passed. a whole other thing. You and it's not like it's not like, I don't want to address it because it's a grudge. I've just learned to, what do I want to fight? What do I want to... Right, but it to? also creates an attitude. So it needs to be dealt with. How? Period. I just don't want to address it. It's just going to pass. And then... It will never month. pass. Yeah. It will sit there like the elephant in the room. Why would it sit there after it's gone? It's not gone. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so... Anything so that is does. not addressed is still present. I don't, I don't agree though. In that sense, because some of sometimes in like life, it conflict, will come back up, which means it never went anywhere. Somebody does something to me, and then I have decided, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. And maybe it comes out in maybe my, in the way you deal with in, that person. But I moved past that situation. I don't. It's not there. It's not. But it's there still anymore. in the air, Tega. You have a very strong personality. I agree. And you shift atmospheres. I even when you don't say anything. Sometimes you're not saying something is worse than you saying something. Is it? You think you're past it, but you're not. And everyone in the room feels it. But you've decided in your brain somewhere that you've let it go. And you haven't. You're now manifesting it in a different way and creating a whole other energy with that thing. But that's not an intention. So, 
I know it's not your intention, but it is reality. We're talking about dealing with conflict and we're talking about the reality of dealing with conflict. And in conflict, it must be dealt with. Every single thing? Yes. It cannot be swept under the rug. Okay, it so will resurface. Okay, I have a question. What's the difference between conflict and, I don't know the word to use, maybe somebody's just acting out of pocket or the person did something that is out of pocket for you and it's not necessarily a conflict. It's not necessarily it is a something conflict that if, I want if, if to sit down and let's address it. I, I feel like there's... I think that's kind of cultural, but it's not healthy and it doesn't work. What do you mean cultural? Like, I don't... I'm not that type of culture that says, that say, let's not talk about anything. Yes. I don't know if maybe I'm not articulating my thoughts. I'm just saying in the growth process, in the growth process of life, normally I would want to address every single thing that is happening in my relationship with people. It depends. No matter what it is. Okay. But then right now I am saying that there are some things that would happen between a relationship that I have with somebody Mm-hmm. Although I'm highly irritated or whatever by whatever that person has done, I have decided that this is something that would pass and I'm done that, with and this. And it's not worth and it. And it's not worth it. Okay, the, but have the, you, in that instance, have you done what I suggested earlier? About, making the other person feel hurt? No. Let me finish. Oh. Have you examined what made you feel that way? And if there are any grounds there for you to continue to feel that way, because sometimes we feel some way. And if we stop and think about it, you know what? It really wasn't what I thought at first. In that moment, moment, moment of my irritation, maybe not, but in like, let's say in the next day or the next hour or whatever 24 hours, 24 okay. hours mm-hmm. and then i'm like you know what you guys really not that deep right then that's fine that's what i'm saying that okay before before the 24 hours time that i'll say i don't want to talk about it right, and then but- i have decided that this is not something i want to address but it, then it comes out in my aura what am i putting aura in quotes but that but was it- the only thing that i was addressing i understood what you said so I think that what we've got to do is unpack this so that people listening don't get confused because mm-hmm. it was a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, conflict. If there's an issue that you have with someone and you don't feel good about it and it's affecting your response to them and even how you feel internally, you need to discuss that. And when you do, it should not come from a place of accusation. It should come from a place of presenting a need to them. That, you know, when this occurred, it made me feel this way. Mm -hmm. Is that how you meant for this to go? Mm -hmm. Usually that person will say, absolutely not. I'm so sorry I made you feel that way. And you're able to now have a conversation about the whole event Mm -hmm. without anybody getting upset and and reaching a place of understanding and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. There's another space where someone does something that you don't like. But you stop and you catch your breath and you count to 10 and you think about it and go, now, wait a minute, why didn't I like that? You know what? That person probably did not mean it the way I took it initially. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to let that go. Mm -hmm. Fine. And you really do let it go. Yeah. But there's another type where you go, you know what? I don't even want to deal with this with this person. But every time you see that person, it's like, "Mm -mm, 
inside of you, then it's a conflict at some point you are going to have to address because the thing is still there and it's creating a root of bitterness. Mm-hmm. But that's not the third one. What we're talking about in the beginning is, for me, it's not the third one of... It's it wasn't the second one? Of, no, it's the first one of... Um, I mean, it's the second one of count to 10. Right. So it's I'm just the, giving them the three scenarios yeah. because it was confusing. Okay. It, I, I got We got stuck in one area mm-hmm. and there are a couple of different things going on there. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be able to be clear about which one is it. Mm-hmm. You know, is it the thing that you can absolutely let go? And I'm not going to feel it in the atmosphere, in the air, air whenever we come back together mm-hmm. um, versus the one where you've decided you're not talking about it, but you're still carrying it and it affects the atmosphere. Yeah. That's a different, that's still a conflict. That's an that, unresolved conflict. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How is it, because in my mind, is it not, a no, for me, I feel like it's a normal human reaction even when it's not that deep but i'm still i still feel a certain type of way but i know it will pass how do you um navigate through the time before the the offense whatever it is is lifted how do you navigate through that now this is a good example because i said how to do it i said you have to stop and listen and think about why you feel the way you feel and evaluate if your feelings are accurate. If the thought that created the feeling is really true, is it true? I heard you. It's a good example as well. It, it is true. Whatever. It's not that deep. It wasn't me. It had nothing to do with me. Da, 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 da. But I still feel... Ugh. You still have a right? me. No. Because I should be able to unpack that feeling. If you... I'm trying to think of an example. Or something. Let me give you an example. Before we did this whole taping, when you said something about what I want, and you told me to change it, we had the whole exchange there. Mm-hmm. And you said something that, that, that really... It wasn't... I was like, it's just mommy being mommy. In my head. It was annoying. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, it's just mommy being mommy. So I went upstairs. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to change. Because it wasn't even working. Like, I was trying to record myself. There was noise, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to come and just film myself taping. Then I may do the intro later. It was just a moment of, oh, that's just how. It, it sort of annoyed me. But I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Right? And then the next day, you told me I had an attitude. That night, because she says, I'm like, it wasn't, it wasn't an attitude. It was just, uh, but it was an attitude at the moment, but it wasn't something that it was, uh, okay. Here's the question. I mean, you then stopped and explained it because now that's a good example because I confronted you about it and I said, I felt you had an attitude and you said, no, I didn't have an attitude. I actually was a little annoyed at the time when you said that. But then I got over it. And I said, what? I said, oh, okay. And that deflated and diffused the whole thing. So that is why I say it is important to bring those things out and not harbor them. Because I could have walked around thinking you had an attitude 
And that would have projected that attitude onto the rest of the day and mm -hmm. maybe the next day and the next day if I hadn't said anything about it. Mm -hmm. Now, the only place that reality existed was in my mind. It wasn't even true. It was based on how I felt, mm -hmm. the, how I felt about the air and about the way you responded. But was it really true? It was not. Okay. So that is why it is important if you cannot settle it within yourself to go back to that person and say, you know, I felt a little kind of some way when this happened. Now, is that accurate? And mm -hmm. they'll say yes or no. Mm -hmm. They might say yes, because blah, 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 blah. Well, then you're going to have a different kind of conversation, yeah. but you're still going to come to a resolution that hopefully will be reconciliatory. Mm -hmm. Or they'll say no. And you'll go, oh, okay. Moving on. Next. Gotcha. So I think that most conflict lives in the mind of the conflicted as opposed most to being lives in the mind of the conflicted. That's true. Instead of being an actual grounds for a real conflict. Okay. Most conflicts are the root of them are misunderstanding mm -hmm. an understanding that was missed about a series of events that took place. Mm -hmm. That's good. So what, when there's a ground for the conflict to happen, how do you navigate through that? I just said that. You said, no, you said most conflicts are um, I said in the confronted. mind of the conflict. I said talk to the person. How do you approach? Okay, the question is how do you approach it? You said make you the other person. You no, no, no. You said make the other person feel heard. I heard you. I Did I not say? Go to the person and say, I was feeling a little some so, way about this thing when it happened. Did I read that wrong? Did I, I guess, not, I've I said guess, that about two or three times I now. guess my question is wow. the, the, the tone. Active listening. I guess what, what, what I'm asking is because we have the tendency to just go and say, you know what, you did this, you did this, you did this, this, this that. The, like the approach of this is like, whoa, you're attacking me right now. I want you to talk about... Do you want to fight? How the other thing that you're okay, saying? That's okay, what I, I want you to say. Well, no. I mean, like I said, I would go to the person and say, I felt a little kind of this way mm -hmm. when this happened. Is Am I off here or what, what happened with us? I mean, I think that you, I said it earlier. I said, submit a need rather than accuse. I did say that earlier. As well. I heard you when you said submit okay. a need. And most of the time, after you submitted that need, then the person said, oh, no, not at all. I uh -huh. heard you. Okay, so that's how you deal with it. Okay. Make sure that you're submitting a need and not demanding and not confronting and putting them in a place where they feel they have to defend themselves. Because as soon as they start defending themselves, they don't really hear you, and then leads to greater misunderstanding. So, you tell me that you've said it too. <laughs> Jesus help me keep near the cross. You tell me just now that you said it. What? I want I wanted to give people like if it's like two ways for them to to gather themselves together before they address the situation. Right? Um I'm saying that I'm saying that because I have an example in my mind. The person that I was dating, we were also working together. I went working one time and he was absolutely doing rubbish, right? 
But in my mind, I thought my addressing it would be, don't say anything and wait till afterwards. And that included completely shutting, blocking. Like not if like it's like he doesn't exist until we are done from this. Did that help with the production? It blew up after what? So I'm saying, but what I thought I was doing was coming down and addressing the situation later. But what I was actually doing was building up and maybe maybe gathering my points in my head if we're being completely honest with ourselves. So how would how would you teach somebody to gather themselves together before they present the need? Breathing exercises, count one to ten and breathe. <laughs> in and out. Maybe go for a walk. Maybe eat some food. What would you say? What would you say? How would you how would you do it? What I would think you do? It depends on the person, but I think that you always have to keep the goal in mind. What do I want to accomplish here in this relationship? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get that done? Now, in this situation where we're working and this person isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, am I going to allow my resentment to build up through the whole thing and explode? Or am I going to stop and say, hey, you know what? I really need you to do this right now. But they're not hearing you, though. Are they? You didn't ask. You said that you just kept going and you let it blow up later. Don't you have sense to do it before? Obviously, he didn't have sense to do it. And he needed a little guidance with what needed to be done. I really believe that most people, if they knew better, they do better. (laughs) And so, you know, I think that it's unfair to make an assumption that someone knows something. And as an author, you know, the first rule of thought, I'm helping someone with a book now. And I said, first rule of thought is, I hate to say it, but you've got to write from the viewpoint that people don't know anything. And that's not being mean, but what it does is it keeps you, you know, it keeps you cognizant of the fact that you can't assume what your reader knows. Therefore, you have to make sure you give them all the information. If you're working with someone and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're probably doing what they thought was good to do. If they knew more than that, they would have done more than that. And so it's not fair, actually. Okay, go It's ahead. a little high-minded and egotistical. I right? know. We've talked about, it's not with you, but I've admitted pride. it. And I've moved out of that. It's down. pride okay. and high-mindedness. Okay. When but we're humble, if, if when we're walking the, situation with people, when we assume they didn't know, and we go and we tell them, this isn't working. Can we try this? But, now, if they get all... <clears throat> Hainty about it after you've asked, then there's another issue, and it might be in the way you did it, the way you wait, may you wait, made. Why can't I talk today? The way you made them feel, you made them feel less than nothing. That does not help them want to serve you and help you. But what if it is a reoccurring thing? It takes think, people sometimes to learn something. I think that's what the issue They're was slow with me at the time. It was just a reoccurring thing, it's like every single time you. And we're probably all guilty of that on some level. There are things I tell you a lot over and over again as well. Mm-hmm. But it's not with money, though. It's with things that are important to me. Okay, this podcast is over. <laughs> it's just to prove the point that we all do it, Miss Tega. Do we? Yes, we do, including you. None of us are perfect. 
None of us. And when we embrace that, it releases us to learn and it releases us to help others grow. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we'll release people to learn and grow when we are 63. Right now, we have to teach some people a lesson. No kidding. Oh Cut God. that out of the, the edit. Mm-mm. See, I feel like this resolving conflict comes more with maturity. You know what I mean? Well, because, it does. It, it, so because I, it, it I, requires discipline. Yeah. It requires self-discipline to solve conflict. You cannot live in your feelings and solve conflict at the same time. No. So, can't. I... And, but that's for a millennial. That's not an excuse to go about yelling at people and misbehaving. But I try to afford myself that mercy and grace. If after I think about the situation and I say, oh, I probably should have reacted differently, mm-hmm. I try to um, do self-care in that moment to say, but you didn't know better at the time. Okay, I think we're done. There's nothing else to say. Do you have anything else you want to say about resolving conflict? We talked about just one, make the other person feel hurt. Maybe we'll do a part two because it's late in the night. Um, I just think that it, it's important in, in um, solving conflict. I just think that it's important when seeking to resolve conflict um, that it not be about you, that it still be about serving the other person, and that the goal be reconciliation versus you trying to prove a point. As I always say, you can prove a point, stand on principle, and end up standing alone. That is not the goal. The goal is to come to a place where you both understand one another and come to a mutual understanding that makes everyone filled with peace and joy and reconciliation. And I think that if that is the goal, that all the other pieces will fall in place and that you will um, approach one another with mercy and grace, that you'll be able to speak the truth in love, that you'll be able to submit needs as opposed to um, demanding and confronting a way that causes the other person to feel they need to defend themselves. And um, when you're both in an atmosphere where you're open to talk and really hear one another, being interested in what the person is saying, giving them your undivided attention, practicing empathic listening, which is literally repeating back what they said so that they know that you heard them then the ground is set for love to grow and flourish. And putting that in form when she's talking to you, even though you're listening, doesn't make her feel hurt and prioritize. It's just rude. Millennials, please support me in the comment section. It's a very rude thing, millennials. I will not move off of that one. There's a time to be on the phone. And I'm going to tell you, if you can't let go of that phone, it's a god. Let it go. Put it down. Divorce yourself. Feel the freedom of not being attached to that phone. We're not attached to the phone. It's a- Yes, you are attached to the phone. You know, I come from an era where we didn't have those phones. And people actually went out to restaurants and sat and looked at each other the entire two hours and talked to each other the entire two hours. We can't talk. You go and look at what happens at restaurants now. Everyone is on the phone. It's disgusting. I think it's a subtle trick of the devil to break down communication. It breaks up fellowship. There is nothing godly or holy about it. The phone was 
It's a wonderful device. When you're away, you've got it. You can reach people for emergency. But to spend your time with someone gazing into your phone, there's something very wrong and very broken about that. And I'm challenging you to exercise the power to put down your phone when you're with people and really listen and hear. There is a big difference. So now if we've blessed you today, I hope that you will subscribe, share, and send a donation to this ministry. We're trying to buy a new camera. And everything that you give helps us with that. And we have merchandise, fabulous stuff, T-shirts, mugs, masks, you name it. That's another way that you can support the ministry. I can buy Tega a present, not another phone. We'll see you next time.